Hey guys, Tucker here, co-host of the Portland Real Estate Podcast. Before we get into this week's show, I wanted to let you know that we're currently looking for more projects. So for any of you guys that listen to the show that may be an agent or otherwise that have a property that you're looking to sell, we'd love to hear from you. Obviously, we're looking to purchase properties that are maybe not best suited for the retail market or maybe they need to be redeveloped. So we do renovations and we do new construction so we could buy an existing home that maybe it smells like cigarette smoke, maybe it hasn't been updated in decades, maybe it's got some fun functional issues, some problems like that, or maybe it's just in an area that is best suited to take the house down, partition the lot, maybe build a couple new homes, or just build one new home in its place, and anything in between. So if you guys out there in Listenerland have anything that would be best suited selling to a development company like ours, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to our website, which is ttmdevelopmentcompany.com, and when you go there, there's a contact us tab. Click on that, and you can send us a message, and we'll get back to you shortly thereafter. We'd love to hear from any of you guys out there that have a property like this, and hopefully we can do a deal together. This is the Portland Real Estate Podcast, your number one place for anything you need to know about the Portland real estate market, along with in-depth interviews from our local real estate industry experts. Now, without further ado, here are our hosts, Tucker Merrihue from TTM Development Company and Steve Nassar from Premier Property Group. All right, everybody out there in listener land, this is episode 111 of the Portland Real Estate Podcast. And as uh, one of our uh, previous guests said, what a hell of a year this week has been, right, Steve-O? Yeah. And yeah. of course, Joe, we've got Joe back. He said we were, this is a very fluid week. Um, we'll probably have a lot of different things to say than we said on last week's show. I, I do remember before you guys start chatting, I was like, eh, this really hasn't affected my life. I'm going to bowling league. And, and I was like, oh, one guy was a puss and he canceled. And then on my way to bowling league, you know, the levees broke and everything changed. So here we are a week later, right, Steve? No bowling league this week, Tucker? No, definitely no bowling. De- definitely no bowling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. <clears throat> um and it's it's changing um, by the day and by the hour, and I I have a feeling there's another big hammer that's going to drop with um, a uh, shelter in place, like California did here soon. Which I think the probably the good news with that is, <clears throat> um, and I know this sounds weird, but at least maybe that will be the last big change that's that affects us. I, it's kind of been a slow rollout of, oh, I can do this, but I can't do this. I mean, I mean, I, and it, you know, everything from, oh, I guess I can't go to a restaurant anymore, but I can still go to the gym. Oh, wait, no, I can't do that anymore. I mean, everything's slowly been closing down when they put the shelter in place out there. Um, I mean, that will be it. I, you know, there's not much more that <laughs> you can't do at that point. I got a question for you both. So, I have a, I initially I was like, man, does anybody know anybody that has this damn virus? Like that was, you know, I was one of those rabbit hole people initially, right? <laughs> I'll just admit it. Right. And, and you know, then now I have a friend that has it. He doesn't live in Oregon here. He's in our, our mastermind group for the real estate investor side of the business. And, um, you know, I've been checking in with him daily to just see how he's feeling. And he did take the test, tested positive. Um, but do either of you guys know anybody that actually has it uh, personally at this point? It's hard to know because I know people that are speculating, but there's no, there's not a lot of testing available. So you, you, so your guy went in and got a test and took it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's, there's only a few thousand people as of yet that have done tests. So he's, he's a minority. Um, I don't know anybody. I no, I, not, no not, confirmation of yeah. anybody having it. <clears throat> yeah. You know, Tucker, you said, um, I've learned, I mean, we've all, we're all learning so much every day, right? Um, one thing you said last week that um, made sense, but I don't think it's the case anymore, is you were kind of optimistic that at some point somebody would get sick with it and then they'd get better and then we'd all be like not freaking out. But that the reality is, well, and Tom Hanks, by the way, within a day or two of that, he got sick and he is getting it was better. actually that night. Yeah. 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 And, and he did get better. He is getting better. Tom Hanks is not dying from this, but that's never been the fear is that guys like Tom Hanks were going to die. The, I didn't know this on our last podcast, but the overwhelming agenda with what is happening in our country slash beyond and the world is they're trying not to overwhelm the hospital system. 
Um, there are not enough hospitals, not enough beds, not enough doctors, and not enough ventilators if, if everybody got sick or the masses got sick. If you had millions and millions of people that needed ventilators and hospital beds, and mostly older people that would be the ones that that happened to, the hospital system, I mean, they would be doing... It would, it's what's happening in Italy is there would be just that people would be in the hallways and they'd be triaging people trying to figure out who gets help and who doesn't almost like wartime. And it would, and then somebody like you or me, Tucker would get hit by a car or be in a car accident and we couldn't get help. So it would be a, a gigantic mess. That is really what this is about. It's not about guys like you and me getting it and getting better and going, Oh, that wasn't that bad. You guys shouldn't be so afraid of this. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, let's, uh, let's kind of focus. I mean, cause you know, we're not here to talk about the news there's plenty of that going on and, and, and our listeners have that. Let's focus on our world, the, the real estate world. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of been a slow rollout of, you know, a week when we were on our last podcast, we were debating whether open houses should still happen. In fact, I, I, um, we, and uh, I even thought at that time, you know, they should. But but I said, and I was careful. I said, you know, that could change any day now. And it did. I mean, at this point, I, nobody sh- is holding open houses, nor in my opinion, should they be holding open houses. Now, that doesn't mean some aren't still doing that. And I'm not here to judge, nor, nor are we. Um, but um, our offices have closed. I'm sure Joe's, yours have too. Everyone's working mm-hmm. from home. Um, we... Uh, uh, as of right now, um, I, I have gone to a couple appointments, but I'm being very careful. You know, it's funny on the last one, I was like, this whole not shaking hands thing is weird. I keep forgetting. Well, I've kind of gotten used to it. (laughs) I mean, now what I do is right out of the gate. I, I kind of just address it. I go, you know, I'm normally a handshaker, but we're, we're not doing that these days. We're not supposed to do that these days or something so that it's not weird. Right. Is that's kind of what I've learned is it, rather than just not doing it and, and not talking about it, I bring it up and, and everybody agrees. Every, everybody gets it and goes, Oh yeah, you know, that's too. And, um, you know, I try to, the, the couple appointments I've gone to, um, I, you know, did the whole social distancing and, and acted like they had cooties, um, and stayed six feet away from them. Um, but, uh, I had a listing go live yesterday. Um, you know, we had a debate on my team and I think we ultimately decided, I mean, and by the way, this was a, this was my highest price point listing ever. It's a $4 million property on the river in in Vancouver, um, on the Columbia river. Um, cool, cool house. Um, we had a debate, like if we're going, if we're about to go into a shelter in place where nobody is allowed to leave their homes, um, with that, that does not have an essential job. And by the way, from what I've learned, what I've been told, we as realtors are not considered essential. Do we want our listing live ticking up days on market or do we want to hold it back? And what I, what I decided, and I'm curious your guys' thoughts I decided, you know, there's going to be a lot of people at home bored for the next 30 days. And we've got some pretty cool marketing and some cool videos and some cool 3D stuff. Let's, let's put it out there so people can really get, you know, find it and look at it and, and fall in love with it. And then hopefully, um, you know, get, get on something when, when, the, when things kind of open up again. Um, what's your take on that? Well, I want to hear Joe's because I talk a lot and Joe's smarter <laughs> than me in a lot of ways. So I, I want to hear what he has to say. So I, I did a little mini impromptu video the other day uh, just for the master's group. And there's a lot of positives. Uh, if, if we're just trying to look at the positive side of all of this and look, there's enough negative stuff out there about lack of toilet paper and all the things but digital media has never been more important than right now and i think uh we need to have the professionals uh help us in everything we do such as uh you know have podcasts have youtube videos uh reach out by email phone calls bomb bomb 
have amazing virtual tours and, and drone videos. One thing that I've found out throughout my entire career is that life doesn't slow down for real estate, right? People have real estate motivated uh, actions and there's good ones and there's bad ones. The good ones are getting married, having babies, getting promoted and transferred. The bad ones, obviously, death, divorce, uh, getting laid off and, and fired. But in all markets, even when the interest rates were 18.9% 40 years ago, um, people always have a need for real estate. So let's look at the benefits of that, Steve. Uh, you have a house that uh, is very, uh, very small market of people, right? There's not a lot of people that could afford a $4 million home on the river. Um, and those things usually take time. I think if you blast it out there, step up your marketing campaign and video, the, the new way of touring houses uh, very well might be online and through video. Uh, and I don't think it's going to really blow back on you that you have 30 days or 45 days chalked up as days on the market because everyone knows what we're going through right now. So, yeah, it might be almost like a 30 day coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> if you stop much. and think about it. Right. I mean, and that might apply on all, all price points. I've, I'll, I'm tell, I'll tell our listeners right now, I don't know if and when that shelter in place is coming. I feel like it's going to be soon, but click live. If you've got the photos done and, and, and actually, if you have the photos back and everything's done, I mean, you might click live next week because you, you, you're able to, right? You just um, click live. It, it could become a coming soon for 30 days or two weeks, whatever the shelter in place is, where you, you're building pent up demand. All of a sudden, when things open up, you might have, you know, 10 offers. Because hey, I got a question for you guys. So most of the stuff I sell, it's vacant, right? But you guys are usually dealing mm -hmm. with like somebody lives there. It's an occupied home a lot of the time. Like what? what are you guys doing with the occupied stuff Are people obviously they're not there when a showing happens, but is there, are you instituting some sort of protocol where like you're bringing bleach wipes with you and wiping stuff down for the sake of the owners of that home that are going to come back to it? Or are they doing it themselves? What, what have you seen on that front? Great ideas. Yeah. Great, great ideas. <clears throat> I, I, I don't, um, I mean, these are, these are conversations that are happening. Um, I, there was a great post, um, or it wasn't a great post, but it was a interesting. Are you talking post. about the very spirited? Yeah, yes. you 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 did a group text to me and Joe Tucker, and <clears throat> and you were like, "Oh, this one's going to be a hot mess," and it was. I mean, there was like a hundred some comments where somebody said their exact word was, "Was I'm livid that I went to this house that was supposed to be an open house. It ran long because they're busy." Um, my people didn't want to go into the open house. They wanted a private showing. So after they were done, they informed us they didn't wipe the house down and, and she was livid about that. I mean, that's, that seems a little pansy-ish to me. I mean, so, sorry to say it, but I mean, it's kind of on us, I think, and our and people in general to, to, to wipe their stuff down if that's their preferences. And, 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 and they should. Um, I don't know if it's realistic in this world. I mean, to, to, to it's it's in all cases in all cases to expect everyone around you to be wiping for you right it's a it's a interesting debate what do you think joe well if <clears throat> we were already going down the path of everyone's offended about everything right and then the <laughs> except for now i'll tell you what i'm sorry to cut you off I wore my Oregonian hat the last two days and I got people asking me left and right, where'd you get that? I got to get one of those. I, even the, the cashier at Starbucks was like, I got to get one of those. And Oregonian. 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 <laughs> yeah, I got an Oregonian hat. And uh, now it's like, man, this thing's worth more than toilet paper. Like everybody wants it. Like there's no offense taken, right? So strange time. Sorry, Joe. Go back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, so here this person's... Um, offended or unhappy or or livid i guess is is the word i'm only on my one screen here so i i don't have the benefit of all of my monitors and by the way if you hear dogs barking or 
people talking. It's just my family here at my house. <laughs> dogs, um, dogs are the winners in this. Trust me on that yeah. one. The 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 one true winner across the board in this whole in this whole mess is the dogs. They are just so happy. They're like, I don't know what is going on, but you guys are here all the time. And, all the time. And, yeah. And so, I get to go outside and I get to go on walks and oh boy. So it seems like on the uh, offended uh, scale, whoever is on the most extreme being offended is the one who wins. So if you if you check out this scenario, what's unsafe about the coronavirus right now is you have the elderly, uh, let's just say 65 and older, and then you have the kind of the immune deficient uh, people with respiration problems. They're the ones most at risk, right? So, but you have these 20-somethings that are running all around the world who could be contacting it and spreading it to everybody else. So if everybody doesn't stay at home, then it really doesn't serve the purpose. So shame on you, whoever posted that, uh, for even going out in the world with your clients because, you know, you are potentially spreading it even if you're not at risk. So this whole being offended game can go all the way up to the top. Yeah, and yeah. That's a great point, Joe. In I other don't words, disagree with it. I don't disagree with it. I think we sh we should <clears throat> kind of hang out, and it doesn't really take much to physical person to person to do what we do. At least from the realtor side, they they hire us for our brains and our mental intellect and drafting offers, and probably twice a year I end up writing an offer for somebody who's out of state or out of the country who hasn't even seen the place yet. And in some cases, they don't see it for the first time until after they've closed on it. And you, you can bet that I document the hell out of that and make sure that I give them lots of options and, and I just document it because I don't really feel great about someone getting into a transaction, being closer to the point of no return where earnest money could be lost and then them backing out and then saying, I didn't do something right. So, uh, but there is so much we can do without running around shaking hands and kissing babies, especially right now. So I don't mm -hmm. necessarily disagree <laughs> with it. And I bet you, I think I read that uh, Mexico, Canada borders are getting shut down. Uh, this weekend, and I think we're days, if not a week away from us being stay at home here, yeah. like San Francisco is. P possibly, Joe, possibly nationally, even. <clears throat> we might get an order from Washington, D.C. to do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and that will, here's what I'm hearing that will do. Um, <clears throat> I, I believe, and this is all fluid, right? I believe mortgage people and escrow title can still work. Um, they're, they're considered part of the banking system. So deals in escrow that are past inspections can likely close. The one thing I'm a little unclear on is appraisers, but I, I have to think if they're letting the mortgage people work, I mean, if appraisals can't happen, the mortgage people are going to stop. So I, I don't know about the appraisers. Um, I've heard a couple different things. Um, I have a big cash one in escrow right now. It's that one on Parrot Mountain. I think I talked about it last week. We were negotiating it just as things were getting squirrely. I've kept it together. We did our inspections yesterday. I believe it's going to close because it's cash and there's no appraisal to do. So even if we have a, a shutdown, I'm, it is my estimation that escrow will be open and both sides will sign. <laughs> nice nice one joe i like um, that yeah hey i, I like where joe's at <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um so uh <laughs> um so that's the reality of that um if uh but we as realtors are not perceived to be essential to the function of the economy um for for a shutdown i'm not saying you know long, indefinitely um, however long that shutdown is. So, I mean, I think we're going to go into hibernation. I think we're going to stay home and, uh, 
you know, we're going to get creative here, folks. It's, it's, it, we're going to grow from this. We're going to learn. Um, you know, <clears throat> I've, here's a couple things I'm thinking about doing. I mean, first of all, I've been, I've been zooming the heck out of zoom, right? Um, I, I got to turn off my Roomba just a second. <laughs> oh, see that? Yeah. The Roomba. <laughs> stay at home problems. There is the, the cash okay. Stay at home problems. So I've been having team meetings with my people and w there's about nine of us on zoom. It's kind of, it's, it's pretty cool actually. Um, it's kind of like, do you know what it reminds me of? Remember the remember on the Brady bunch at the beginning where they're all looking up at each other. Um, that's kind of what it's like. It's everybody's there. You can all see each other. It's very interactive. We need FaceTime these days, right? We can't just do the whole be on the phone or, you know, some people, some people try to cheat on Zoom and they don't have the live video. And I'm not, that's no, that's no bueno for me. Like, I, I'm not going to talk to you on Zoom if you're not going to, you know, be on live video. And so <clears throat> I really want to leverage this. Like I want to, one idea I have is I'm going to do a newsletter, e-newsletter out to my database next week. And I'm thinking about because I think those people want to connect and they want to know what what's going on in people's lives, right? So I'm, I'm like, what if I offer a Zoom happy hour where, you know, and, 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 and I'll send this out and if 50 people want to do it, then I'll have maybe 10 happy hours, five days. By the way, remember, we're going to no hibernation, so we're going to have some time, <laughs> right? Um, where, where my people can reply... Or, to the, to the email and they can go, Hey, um, I'm in, you know, let's do Tuesday at four o'clock. And, um, and so, uh, I'm speaking of dogs, I've got dogs running around here now. <clears throat> um, all right, well, let's wrap up the zoom happy hour. What are, what so, are we so, so then, so then you have some topics like, you know, how, what, what, what are you working on at home? What are you doing? Um, how, what are the kids, what's keeping the kids occupied? Um, what are you doing for exercise? What do you, you know, just, just checking in with people. Everybody have a, have a cocktail. I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be an interesting thing, Joe, maybe on masters to throw out there too. throw out the idea of like, Hey, we'll, we'll connect with you guys and, 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 and interact and, and see each other's faces and, and share experiences, share stories and, you know, remain socially active. I kind of got the idea. One of my clients that I was talking to, she said she, I was talking to her early in the week. We're getting ready to list a house. And she said her and her husband did a double date over the weekend. And she actually, she took Zoom and cast it onto her big screen smart TV so that they, they hung out with a couple of friends, the four of them, um, and just kind of, you know, hung out and did some stuff and drank and talked. And they, I think she said they had a silly hat party. And so there's, we're going to have to get creative on how we connect with people, how we use our time. The habits we're, we're forming today oftentimes will last us for the rest of our lives. I, I encourage people not to get complacent. Not, and, and, and I don't just mean work-wise. I also mean health-wise, eating habits, um, activities. Um, I've never been really a runner per se. I mean, as far as like running around on streets and stuff. But in this day and age with my gym closed down, I mean, I, uh, this morning ran four and a half miles around mountain park, um, wow. which is pretty hilly actually. And, and I'm getting, I, I, I'm getting a way better workout than I ever did on a machine at, at, um, my gym, which has me wondering, will I ever go back to the gym? I mean, is this, are these, am I forming habits today that I'll take with me forward for the rest of my life? I don't know, but, but we, we need to kind of find those positive things positive habits, build routines for this time period. Joe, did we lose you? You look frozen. Mm -mm. He'll be back. <laughs> You're talking how's, to me for now. So I'm yeah. Here. Hey, Tucker, how's, uh, what's going on in the building world? Are permits frozen? They, they were, we just got an email that said that they were going to unfreeze them for the city of Portland um, under certain protocol. Um, city of Lake Oswego <laughs> is not frozen. So we can continue there, um, which is good. Uh, but, you know, moving forward, I think that's going to remain the protocol, but I don't, I don't know for sure. So it's kind of up in the air. The, the tradesmen, um, a lot of them are still working. Um, they're kind of not taking this quite as serious as, you know, others potentially just, you know, as you would expect. But they're also outside and they're kind of away from other people. Um, so, 
you know, most of the trade guys are still plugging and chugging along, you know, which to some extent, I mean, if we freeze construction completely for a long period of time, it's a, there's a big risk there, you know? Um, so there's a lot that, that factors a ton into GDP and just overall just money flowing through the economy. Right. So I would hate to see all that shut down if guys are working outside, but you know, we'll see. It's, it's interesting times. I, I don't know. We're fortunately we're, we're not in the middle of starting anything brand new right at this moment this week. Um, although we'll be doing this week, uh, some work this next week on uh, one of a project that we have with guys, um, that, you know, work, work for the company that won't be outside subs, but they'll be working outside. So, you know, it's basically like going for a run, you know, same type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know. We're, we're kind of uncertain in, in terms of that, but, um, we'll see fluid situation, right? Things Are you, have you looked forward? Like, do you know builders in San Francisco or have you read the blogs or Facebook groups? Are they, what does a, what does a shutdown? I guess it's not even just San Francisco. It's California now. Yeah. So what does a shutdown do to you guys? I mean, I I have a friend in Boston and they shut down all construction in Boston. They did. Okay. Literally none can't do it. Right. And so, if that becomes the case, then, you know, it freezes to a halt just like everything else. So, yeah. uh, you know, is that a possibility over the next week? Well, if you asked me a week ago, I would have said hell no. <laughs> but you yeah. asked me today, Joe's yeah. back, which is awesome. Yeah. But um, so I don't know, man. It, it, this is such a fluid situation. My bigger concern right now overall is, you know, we have a, a huge amount. Well, this is the weirdest thing, right? And this is what kind of throws the whole real estate world on its head. Uh, historically, the the safest, most conservative real estate investors have been landlords, right? They buy for long-term appreciation, debt pay down, um, tax benefit, cash flow. And now those investors, I know a lot of them that have big portfolios and they have a ton of tenants that are going to be non-paying all at once, right? Um, And then now we've got some things going on with the government that they're going to hopefully be able to, um, you know, help them on their mortgage payments or re-amortize them or put them on the back of their loans. But there's a big squeeze coming up there, which is going to be a mess. Um, so ultimately, I think that's going to be the messiest spot. Um, no, you know what else is going to be messy, Tucker? <clears throat> um, commercial real estate. Yeah, commercial, in my opinion. Commercial real estate worse, is going to have yeah. a 2008 moment. Yeah. And, and, um, every yeah. gym, every restaurant, every coffee shop, every nail salon is closed and they are not going to make their payments. Yeah. And the values are going to drop. The liquidity is freezing up. The commercial paper market was freezing up. They had to backstop it. It reminds me of residential real estate in 2008. And that's a big market. That's a big market. And, and long-term it's going to be bad because all these people, all of us are working at home and some of us are going to like it and we're going to form habits the, the, you know, that book, that book I was talking about with, um, Carolyn Hody, um, atomic habits talks about if you do something for 30, 60 days, it becomes your new normal. Like, and think about all of us as we're working from home for 30, 60 days. A lot of us, I'm not sure if I'll be one of them. I, I have a team, but a lot of other agents might go, Hey, this worked pretty well. I saved money. And never go back to their office and, and think about the, all the Nike people and how much money is Nike going to save if they have less offices, right? Or less, you know, people working on their facilities. So that will ultimately be good for residential real estate because if Nike doesn't need to take their worker and put them in an office, they can then probably have less offices and pay them more. Those people can then afford a little bit more of a house. And, um, and they, and so that will, but it's really bad for commercial real estate, good for residential real estate. So I'm optimistic there. I've listened to a couple podcasts recently. One was yesterday, Tom Ferry. And then the other was, um, and I shared that one on my Facebook. It had some pretty cool slides. Any of our listeners find me on Facebook and go to my, my page. And it's about a 60 minute video podcast. Um, Tom Ferry did, and he has a couple, um, smart realtors on there and, you know, they had a lot of optimistic long-term things to say about residential real estate, which, which I believe as well. You know, they were talking about how 30, 33%, and this is, I'm not, don't quote me exactly, but 33% of homes out there have no mortgage, right? There's another like 20 some percent that have a mortgage of less than half. So basically half the homes out there 
have 50% equity. So there's a lot of cushion if the market softens as it softens for people not to have to do for, foreclosures or, or short sales. Um, the other, the other, that, so that was a slide they talked about. The other thing they talked about that was positive was um, they showed the last four or five recessions and, um, and, and, and they showed what the stock market did and what the real estate market did. <clears throat> the only one that really tanked the real estate market was 08. 2001.com, 9-11, which is kind of one and the same, did not affect real estate negatively. Houses appreciated. It even showed the one in 81 where um, uh, you know, interest rates went up to 13, 14% or whatever, they, whatever ungodly number they went up to. Housing still appreciated during that. Um, so it's not a foregone conclusion that housing prices, I, I mean, it's, it's very possible they could this time, but, it, but it's not a foregone conclusion that's going to be a massive correction to housing prices. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff there. And I, I want to segue into Terry's post yesterday. But one thing I'll just drop to the listeners is I've been reading up a ton on negative interest rates because that's a very strong possibility of our, our future. And when that happens, there's a lot of money that flees banks and tries to find other assets. And so uh, residential real estate could very well be one of those things hmm. uh, that people want to place money in. So you can go down that rabbit hole if you guys want to. But let's go back. Um, maybe introduce what Terry put out there on Best of Masters yesterday, Steve, because I'd like to hear what you and Joe have to say about that because it's it was a very thought-provoking um, video and, and there was a lot of people that commented on it. And it was all. an awesome video and I reached out to Terry on there and <clears throat> by the way, it sounds like we're going to have him next week on on this show and by the way guys we should do we should at least plan on one of these a week especially <laughs> i think right our calendar our calendars are going to be pretty empty so um it's a good way for us to connect and stay busy it's also healthy for our listeners i think i think in this time of uncertainty and fear i think um the leaders of our business and beyond not just our business but leaders in general of every industry um, need to step up and, and, and lead and, and um, be examples and, and, and help people stay positive and find, you know, good uses of their time and, and, and energy and, and remind them there's a, a, a backside to this thing where things are going to be better. And, and those, who, those who weather this the best and, and build the best routines and, and stay the healthiest during this, both physically and mentally will be the ones that shine the, the, and the fastest and recover the fastest on the other side. Terry had an awesome video. It, it was, it challenged, it's, it's, um, <clears throat> stretched my thinking cause I hadn't quite gone this way yet where he's talking about how to price a home below your active comps so that you induce a sale. Um, <clears throat> but, and, and, um, it, I encourage anyone to watch the video and um, he asked, you know, what percentage do you think we have corrected or you should be pricing? He, he used the example of a million and a half dollar listing below a comp. So if you have a million and a half dollar listing and there's a house pretty darn similar to it that's listed at a million and a half, what should you price yours so that you induce an offer and, and get it sold before that million and a half dollar listing goes down in price as well or, or um, do you have to i mean that, or that, do you have yeah, to yeah. yeah and um <clears throat> i i jumped in and said you know maybe five to ten percent so you in theory i mean you that could be a million three fifty listing um which which is what you have to do now which is what you have to do now so i thought it was a great post we talked and and um by the way um terry sprague is going to join us next week um, on a podcast, we'll when we get off the air, let's let's align our our busy calendars. <laughs> and I'll see, I'll see if I can clear some time for that. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to we'll have to clear some some uh, dog walks off of our calendars um, to uh, to to figure out a time that we can all align and get Terry on here. That will be that will be great. And and let's get some other listeners on here in come in the coming weeks that um, that we could add some value. What, you, what did you think of it, Joe? <clears throat> well, it's interesting. So, again, I always like break. I don't think there's a textbook answer for everything. So I break it down to if you have the high-end listings, um, uh, a lot of those are, are paid for by cash. Um, and those that aren't, uh, sometimes they're pulling money out of their stock market 
which uh, has taken a hit. And then you have the low end, which is uh, has been still fast and furious. And even though the the interest rates have spiked in the last couple of days, um, most of these people have locked, so they're still good to go. Or, well, maybe they haven't locked if they haven't written yet. But they know that they could buy something and then refi in a year, year and a half or two. So I, I think the low end is the going to keep being fast and furious. I think the higher end is going to slow down a little bit because if you don't absolutely have to make a move, people are really good about saying, you know, I'm just going to sit this one out and see what happens. So I think it will have an effect and I don't think anyone understands it well enough to be able to assign percentages to it of, of, of drops. But I believe that we're months away from this thing blowing through and being a little bit more normal. Like we're not going to be staying at home and we're going to be out listing and selling again. The, the million dollar question is what do our rates do? So if the, if the rates spike, then that would put a damper on some things. And it depends on the, what the prices do in our market. One good thing is we were already coming from a place of uh, a very low absorption rate and very low inventory. And so if you kind of put a halt on everything for two months, it when we get whole again, it's going to make the demand that much crazier, which might keep the prices a little bit more normal. But I, I think it's a wait and see type of thing. Joe, you mentioned um, offline, um, I think it was via text, that you had a deal fall apart. What was the exact, what was the exact situation there? Um, you were in uh, escrow? So uh, I actually had two potentially fall apart. Um, and one was a, a buyer that was sort of nervous about what the market would do for them. They made an offer on a house not subject to them selling their house because they could afford it. But then they started thinking, well, what if we close on this house and then our house doesn't sell and then we have two mortgage payments and then we're in a bad position. So uh, they were backing out, but thankfully everyone's time frame kind of extended a month. And so we thought, hey, why don't you get your house on the market? It's coming from a lower price point than, the, than my listing, which they were trying to purchase. So the odds say that they'll be able to sell theirs before we'll sell ours just from statistics and price point. So I think that is going to be held together. And then um, I had another one that was wavering, but uh, that got held together too. So, so far mm -hmm. unaffected, just restructured. Mm-hmm. I haven't had any fallout of escrow. I did take a listing live last weekend. We immediate it's in Camus. It's about six seventy five. So it's not a it's not a super low price point, um, but it was it's a nice area. It's right by Camus Meadows. Um, immediately get an offer with an escalation clause. Um, off, offer was like five grand over asking price with an escalation up like another fifteen twenty grand. We catch wind that there's two more offers coming. So, you know, we're feeling pretty upbeat. We're pretty excited. Um, uh, long story short, um, those two offers did not come. So they, 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 got, they got cold feet due to the economic situation. We went back to the first party and we did a sl slight counter, nothing on price, just, hey, we need to change the closing date and get a, a little bit... Um, you know, a little like couple that. housekeeping issues done. And they, that party backed out. That party said, we're a little nervous now too. And we want to sleep on it overnight. And then they pulled out. So there's one situation that wasn't an escrow yet, but it's a deal that was going to happen that didn't. Um, on the bright side, I do have other deals that are happening. Um, we, we've made several offers this week and several of them have had four or five offers. We just got one accepted yesterday that was multiple offers. We were really excited about that. We had another situation, and this is, a, this is something for our, our realtor listeners to pay attention to. 
we had another situation where we had made an offer last week. There was multiple offers and we didn't win. This week, agent calls us and says, hey, are, you st- are your buyers still interested? They-, they backed out. So keep in touch with the agents who have multiple offers, even if you <laughs> don't get it. <laughs> Joe's messing with the backgrounds just so that everybody <laughs> this whole thing called zoom has some entertainment quality yeah too. yeah um I, I, tucker was creepily looking over joe's yeah. shoulder in that in that background <laughs> um so if you <laughs> oh god that's so creepy um so even if you are in a multiple offer situation you don't get it keep in touch with that agent there's so much uncertainty out there don't be surprised if that that person doesn't stick through um or something happens um we had a situation earlier this week where an an offer we, we had made an offer three four weeks ago on a property there was multiple offers we didn't get it that agent reached out to us and said hey are your people still interested um both people lost their jobs and they had to use the finance contingency to terminate um which is horrific obviously right um so uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there, but there is still some business happening. There really, truly is. Um, how you know how long for and and how will that how will those close during a a uh, shelter in place? You know that's to be seen. But one thing I will encourage our listeners: <clears throat> look, if we go into a 30 day shelter in place, you don't want that. And even if our deals kind of grind to a halt because we can't inspect them or we can't um, do appraisals, get extensions in place. We will all want those paychecks to start happening as soon after the shelter in place scenario, right? What you don't want to have happen is everything falls apart, everything goes away, and then we have a 30-day shelter in place. And then now we're starting to try to put deals together again, right? So... If deals get squirrely, I would strongly encourage agents to try to negotiate long extensions if possible and say, hey, we understand the uncertainty. And if, you, if, you, if you're not feeling good about this, what if we just stretch the closing out 30 days and all see what happens and shake this out? I mean, it seems like a good strategy today. That strategy could be, you know, it could be crazy, sound crazy a week from now, but um, I do think, you know, like Terry said, ter- this is Terry Sprague. I loved his comment. One of his comments, he said, I'm keeping my deals together with duct tape right now. <laughs> MacGyver in those mofos, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, the, what's interesting is the positive side of this is a lot of times we're too busy to do a lot of the things because we're running around with our hair on fire trying to you know, we're listing homes, we're selling homes, we're, we're writing addendums and counters and such. And we now have the time to uh, put in our time to try and master our craft. And that's been my mantra, master our craft. You know, look, I know that there are things I could know better. I know there's, there's technology, there's software, there's websites and platforms that we use that I can <laughs> learn to know intimately, um, therefore be more efficient. Um, You know, I've been reading a lot. I've been uh, watching uh, how-to videos, trying to perfect what I have going on and trying to organize. And just because real estate is sort of questionable right now, we all do what we can do as far as getting business with both listings and sales, but in the in the time between those, we should really be working on perfecting uh, holistically our you know our knowledge and you know get some credit hours under your belt, uh, learn those platforms. It's really funny that uh, every once in a while I see someone who doesn't put the time in on zip forms and then doesn't put the time in on Skyslope and doesn't put the time in on their digital signing platform. They're just trying to get business. And so they run around and finally find someone that says, Hey, I want to make an offer on this place. And so 
there's no training whatsoever, but they sit down in front of zip forms for the very first time and expect total clarity, right? Um, and then they go to the digital signing platform and they expect that it's just supposed, to, they're just supposed to know how to do it without any training and they get very, very frustrated. And I encourage people that if you don't know your technology and your platforms inside and out, then you're not going to be efficient at it. And we now have the time to do it. So that's my recommendation is, is level up your game while you have the time. Hey, Steve, is that a Corona cough, by the way? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Okay. Um, yeah, it, uh, It'll it'll be interesting to see the 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 things we come up with and the innovations we have. I mean, I I predict if there's a if there's a shutdown of source sorts, um, I, I predict we'll still be talking to people and setting up a pipeline to occur. Imagine if you did Zoom presentations, listing listing presentations. Imagine if you two were my my seller. One of you was my seller. And I'm, I'm here and, and you guys, have you guys played around with zoom, how you can share your screen, you can pull up your website, you can pull up, um, um, a PowerPoint. You, you could start to say, here's the things we're doing. Here's the comps. Obviously, um, they could FaceTime the house for you. Zoom also does a, a FaceTime version, which is nice because FaceTime only works on i i Apple products. Um, zoom can work on anything so they could FaceTime their house to you. You could then go over the comps with them. You could then say, once we are ready to list, after all this shelter-in-place stuff is is done with, um, we uh, here's what I will do. And um, you could start to build up a pipeline so that when the shelter-in-place is is done, you you're, you're hit the ground running. You've got you're you're zipping over there. You're you're booking photos. You're you're watching. You could check in weekly and go. Okay, did you declutter that corner? Show me show me that closet or not the closet. You don't declutter closets, but show me that you know show me that kitchen again. How are the counters looking? I mean, life doesn't have to stop. Keep things moving forward. The technology exists to connect with our clients and keep the keep the parts of the business moving forward that you can, so that when we come out on the other side of this, you're busy. Yeah, I agree. I think that this time is really about just starting conversations with people and kind of building those relationships, right? So, and it sounds like that's what you're doing, Steve. But I also think, and I said it last week's show, there's going to be some big changes in efficiency in how we do things because of this. And, you know, you may start your initial listing uh, presentation might be via Zoom, right? Before you actually go to them. And then the second meeting is face-to-face, right? Like this may be exactly. a good yeah. I uh, like the idea of that. Yeah. And because you could set them up, you know, much easier and you could get to know people quickly. I mean, you might even do the first interview via Zoom, right? So you're looking at each other. I mean, we feel like we're talking to each other much more so than if we were on a phone call right now, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I think there's going to be some changes there. Um, on the real estate front with what Terry said, I do agree with Joe. There are too many damn variables to give a generic answer for that. I mean, I know he's looking for data on that, but I would argue with him that unless you have an apples to apples comparison, the answers are meaningless. They really are. Um, you know, and, and somebody said, well, if it's a specialty property, it doesn't count. It's like, yeah, but that's <clears throat> vague too. I mean, specialty could just mean great floor plan, great lot, great location. Right. I mean, and, and then that's maybe lesser affected, or maybe there's other factors, you know, that affect it more. I do think we're going to go into a time that, um, you know, for the longest time, the market, I always say whenever the market's hot, it doesn't have much of a, a brain in terms of really putting a scrutinous eye on the product, right? Little things that maybe aren't as big of a deal in an up market are a much bigger deal in a down market, right? Like buying on a busier road, right? For example, that might be one thing. Or a neighbor that's got this god-awful blue tarp that he likes to wrap around this RV that's parked on the side of his house that you got to stare at every time you come home. Um, you know, maybe that's not as big of a deal in a hot market as, as it is in a, in a slowing or just more challenged market. And so I think the more of those types of factors you have, I think the more that number increases that he's trying to determine, which is, you know, basically how aggressive do you want that house to be on the market? And, and then of course, price point has a lot to do with it as well and pockets and where that price point falls within the pockets that that house is in. And there's just, I mean, it's such a game of real estate Jenga. It's hard to give a universal answer until we have like, uh, you know, data in the rear view that says, the market gave back 6% this year on average, right? Like, 
But even then, that's, you know, very specific. If you break it down to specific properties, there's some that probably gave back none. And there's others that probably gave back 10%. And, you yeah. know, so <clears throat> it's, it's tough to say at this point. Um, I think ultimately he just wants to find out, okay, what's an aggressive number that we can put it out at. And I think it's going to be very specific to each property, but I don't know. We put one out <clears throat> that was fairly aggressive last week. Um, and you know, we had four offers, couple cash, you know, we talked about it, Steve over the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of those cash offers is in backup. Um, so, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and then we'll go to the next one and you know, on down the line. But, um, I the agent from my company that we talked about is in yeah. backup. Yeah, yeah. We I wouldn't be surprised if that came into play too. It, um, it very, it very well could. Um, and it, if that's the case, yeah. then yeah. it works out. Every great. day, things are changing for different people. You never. I mean, I think back backup positions are going to be more more valuable than ever. I think. Um, I, I think so too. Um, historically, I think backup comes into play. Gosh, twenty percent of the time, it would be my guess. We might be going into a market where the backup offer. <laughs> sounds crazy to say it, multiple offers, but going into that market, but the backup offer comes into play 50, 60% of the time. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you could be right. Um, so I don't know. I think this next week is going to be a big tell for us in terms of like, what direction are we really going? Right? Like, are we going to be hunkered in place for two months? Um, or are we going to have some crazy drug that we, you know, that works and we're going to give it to everybody. And you know, it's, everybody's kind of, getting better and we can kind of start to go back to business as usual. So I don't know. I, I think it's a tough question to answer. Um, but if we have Terry on next week, we'll have more data, we'll have more time and you know, we'll probably have more to discuss. So I guess my answer to his post is it's tough to tell. And I think it's property by property, but if you're going to list something right now, listing it at least on the aggressive side is probably a better way to get it sold quicker, but that's the same advice in any market, right? So, yeah. Um, I, I do want one thing I do want to mention to, <clears throat> our listeners, um, I, I don't go on Facebook and go, now's a great time to buy or sell. Call me. <laughs> that just sounds terrible. It, it doesn't sound like you're grounded in reality and it doesn't sound, and it makes you look opportunistic in a weird, sleazy, slimy way. Um, also when you call clients checking in, don't, don't start the conversation that way. Um, reach out and, 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 and connect with people and just go, Hey, you know, if, if you're checking in with your past clients, which if we go into a shelter in place, we should create routines, still work, still, still, um, reach out to your clients, but don't do it in that manner. You know, do it in more of a manner of, I just want to check in with you. Are you able to work from home? You know, how are things, how's your family? How are the kids? What, what are, what's, what are they doing to keep busy? Do you want, here's what we're seeing on the real estate side. Here's I think the that's what they're going to want to hear. Like yeah. you be the conduit that tells them what you're seeing in the real estate. Yeah. Side. Like what we just talked yeah. about, like all of our businesses yeah. and offers and you know, yeah. maybe people that are questioning, like that's what people want to know. Right. Yeah. And, and yep. that's the yep. true value that you can give them right now. I, that was a text I sent this week to one of my buyer clients. I hadn't heard from this buyer client in about a week or two. They were, and, and so I, I texted her and I said, Hey, just want to check in with you, see how things are going for you. Also, let me know if you're interested in an update on what, the, what we're seeing in the real estate market. That's a perfect check-in. Don't go, Hey, do you want to get out there? This is a great time to buy. It just sounds like, I mean, people will see right Wait, through low. <laughs> <laughs> people will see right through that. Um, and uh, um, what do you got, Joe? Besides Tucker creeping over your, your shoulder and your back. <laughs> I'm pretty background. sure Joe knows how to navigate Zoom pretty well, by the way. Yeah, he does. You know, I, I think there's two things. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, unsurety in the world right now. And, and with the social distancing, um, social media is a platform for many. And, and when you're unsure, you ask questions. And there's a lot of people out there that's like, this person asks a question, I better answer it. And it's like, there's a lot of people trying to be experts outside of their field. And I see that a lot with realtors talking about the market's great or what rates are doing when it's, there's a lot of misinformation. And this was part of my video to masters the other day, but you know, stay in your lane, be, be an expert in your division uh, only. And yeah, come from a place of compassion. I mean, check in with all your people, see how they're doing. You don't ask them when they're going to move or, or when they want to buy and when they want to list. I mean, check in on them, see how they're doing. I mean, that's very, very realistic. 
Um, and then my other thoughts was something we talked about earlier is, you know, I don't mind a lot of this virtual stuff with the traffic in Portland these days. If, if you go to physically be at a meeting um, and it takes you a half hour to get there and then it's a half hour back, there's an hour out of your day just flat out commuting to that meeting that could all be accomplished by Zoom. Now, I understand that you can't replace face-to-face -face, uh, from virtual all the time, but I think it sort of forces people to get a little better at this, and that way you can still stay in contact and you can have a, a, a closer, more intimate contact than just a phone call, and you take the commute out of it. So maybe this will make us all a little more efficient moving forward, too. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I think, so. I think so. Well, yeah. We've gone probably, what, about an hour here. Was there something, uh, another post you want to address, or should we, you know, maybe... Uh, um, you know, there was a post about the highs and lows <clears throat> people were feeling. <laughs> and, um, um, and, you know, how, how have, you guys, uh, have you guys gone through those little upswings? I mean, what are you guys doing? Uh, you know, business aside, what are you guys doing to, in this new normal... Tucker, you're actually in your office today. Now, there's no one around you, so you're socially distancing. I'm socially distancing. Um, yeah. I would encourage you to take that microphone home, though, because you might find that to be harder and harder to do in the future. I, I've got one at home, too. Um, um, yeah, we're, we're socially distancing here. Um, technically, we were a mortgage company first, so I think we fall under banking, so we could <laughs> uh, work if yeah. we want to. Um, you know, I... And I don't know, I went through the last runaround just like you guys did. I don't know what this one is going to be yet. A lot of uncertainty, um, like Joe said. I think none of us are certain. Um, but, you know, I, having made it through the last one, just like we all did, you know, I guess I'm just kind of taking it with a grain of salt. You know, like, yeah, what is me it going to be? I know that we're going to withstand it. We'll pop out the other side. What the other side looks like yet, I'm not sure. Um, but I know we'll all be there. So for me, I don't know. There hasn't been high highs and low lows. It's just been, I've really been trying to read everything I can um, on an economic level, like what I truly believe and then try and determine what I truly believe is going to happen. Um, and it's been a little bit of a shifting target over the last week, to be honest with you. And I think the biggest thing is just going to be how long this lasts, which I don't know yet. So I don't want to put that out there, but um, you know, I, I've just been trying to absorb it all and then trying to come to my own conclusions, but I've been trying to stay in routine. Um, yeah, go places, do things. I've been working out, same as you. Where um, are you been working out? What are you doing? At home. I, you know, I've yeah. got uh, did, stuff at home. I mean, did I've you got have my, a home gym before? Yeah, I did, and I've got yeah. I've got You've my got own basketball court. I've got That's my own right. basketball court. So yeah, you so, little booger. I know, so I'm getting my my club sport fixed. Oh man, I forgot. Um, yeah, you've got a. Well, I have a pool. You have a pool. So that we we have, we both have that. But you've I you've got a beautiful basketball court there. Yeah, yeah. So, shooting hoops, running around. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to stay active. I'm trying to stay in a routine. Uh, I think that's important. I, I really do. So on on a personal <laughs> front, like having some sort of routine, and you know, like Joe said, I'm I'm trying to learn some stuff too. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to read a little bit more than I normally do because everything you know usually is moving a million miles an hour it's slowed down a little bit. So I'm trying yeah. to, um, you know, combat the inner entrepreneur in me that wants to bounce off walls hundred miles an hour and actually slow down and read some stuff. So uh, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. You I, I, I would, a couple things I would encourage our listeners, um, these in, have a routine, set your alarm clock, get up, you know, whether you get dressed at home or not is, you know, that's, that, that's debatable. And I, I you know, I know I'm, I'm not dressed up right now, but but um, I think if you, if you do, use Zoom, get familiar with Zoom, connect with people, and when you do it, do the video. Don't cop out. And, because I think that will, help, that will force you to put makeup on for the ladies, you know, do your, comb your hair. Um, it'll force you to kind of have a good appearance. Um, the upside is you don't have to wear pants. <laughs> Yeah. True. <laughs> get Good out point. there get outside guys not and i'm not talking to you i'm talking to our listeners get outside this isn't this isn't there's not cooties in the air outside you can go outside go for walks get some air get in your car go for drives um uh exercise for crying out loud i hope 
this doesn't become the fattening of America, right? Where for the next 30 days, everybody's home, they binge eat and they don't exercise. And then, and then they, the, the bigger fear for me is not the 30 days, it's the routines and the habits you break and the new ones you form through that process. So stay, formulate, you're, you're forming today the habits that you'll probably carry with you for years, maybe the rest of your life. So if, if everybody starts waking up at 9 a.m. every day because they're stuck at home, um, you might have a hard time breaking that when this is done. Um, I, I'm not saying, it, you know, I, I, I get it that it, things are going to be a slower gear. So I, there is the ability to understand that, but get out there, exercise, run, walk, connect with your, your loved ones. My gosh, if there's anything I'm realizing through this is this is taking people to their basic form of, um, community i mean it, the only people we're not we're not even able to shake hands or hug people anymore other than those people in your household so so for crying out loud hug the the crap out of those people <laughs> and um get to know them spend time with your people and really connect with people this is a tremendous opportunity to to connect with people th within our household yeah, and work on Corona babies, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think uh, it's a fluid situation. I, like I said, I, I like your suggestion. I think we should hop on next week, um, Steve, and, and do another one and just kind of give everybody updates. I think the biggest thing is just what's going on out there, right? Like, what are we seeing? And overall, from what I'm hearing from you guys and then both what I'm you know, seeing within our own here uh, real estate business is that it's a little choppy, but things are still moving forward for the most part. And so, um, you know, that's a positive I would take from this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's still deals happening. When we did a buyer meeting via Zoom this week, um, a couple of my buyer's agents, they're like, we, we were going through the names of, of our clients that we're actively working with. And they were like, yeah, they're hot. They're, they're excited. They're out looking. And, I'm, and I, I was really intrigued by that. It was, first of all, I was encouraged. But I was also intrigued. I was like, what is their profile? Talk, talk to me about their situation. What is it about them that's making them hot today? And, you know, some of the things I was hearing is, you know, they're doctors. They have very stable income. Um, they're in the medical field. So I was trying to profile what is a hot buyer in this market look like? One of the other ones that was interesting is, <laughs> and, I, and it totally made sense. He said, um, he said they live with their parents right now. <laughs> They're in their parents' basement. Like it's a couple. It's a husband and wife and they relocated and they're in the parents' basement. They're like, if we go into a shelter in place, I mean, this was before we were looking like we we're imminently heading towards a shelter in place. So they just wanted to find a place, right? They wanted to find a place and make an offer. So um Pay attention to the profile of your people and understand who who is motivated in this market and who's not and and and, and you know target the the, the latter for sure so, or the former <laughs> not the latter yeah the former the former <laughs> yeah exactly so cool. all right well this uh you know it's been an interesting week folks it'll probably be an interesting week next week too but uh you know I think there's some there's some positives in this so you know get through it pop out the other side and. You know, it'll be a brave new world and it'll be a good place to operate, but we just got to get there. So, yep. All right. Okay. Well, any uh, words of wisdom, Joe, before we leave this week? Well, you know, going outside isn't canceled. Uh, checking in with family and friends isn't canceled. Your phone still works. You know, a lot of reasons for optimism. Uh, and we're trying to do our part uh, as carefully as possible. We bought a bunch of to go bags and a bunch of those to-go clamshell type things. And uh, Bob's Red Mill has been so nice to donate a lot of their food uh, uh, to us. And we're trying to get it to people uh, who need it, especially high risk who can't leave their house. And so we're trying to do our part just to speed through this so we can get back to friggin' work. Yeah. Yeah. Break, It'll be work. interesting in a shelter in place. I don't know the answer to this. It'll be interesting if you can get in your car and go to like Tryon Creek Park or Forest Park or, you know, go to those great outdoor places. 
I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. Um, but, um, I hope, I hope it's possible as of right now it is. So, I mean, there's, we live in a wonderful place and by the way, it's 65 degrees outside. It's gorgeous today. Um, so get outside, enjoy, enjoy nature in ways you probably haven't maybe ever or, or not as much as you wanted to. And, um, use this as a, a, a re a reset and a recharge and stay positive. Yep. So, all right, well, we'll be back next week and, um, you know, we'll have some more stuff to share with everybody, but, uh, enjoy the sunshine while we got it. Cause it's going to be 65 degrees today and, uh, it's spring, right? So, yeah. I'm going in the backyard right now. <laughs> that's right. Open up that pool. Maybe heat yeah. it up, right? Yeah. There you go. Or maybe not. So anyway, <laughs> all right, guys, this uh, wraps up episode 111. We'll see you next week with another update. Thanks again for listening to our show and make sure to tune in next week for another great episode of the Portland Real Estate Podcast.